Hey, welcome to Wayfair. This is Aaron. It's week four of our Lenten journey. Each week, you'll have a chance to hear some good music and a story from somebody at Central. From downtown dance clubs to the county jail, we'll learn a little bit about each other, and we'll discover that we're not alone on this journey. Each week, we'll listen to scripture, we'll pray together, and we'll remember places where we can join in God's work of peace and of justice. Now, each year just before Lent, we celebrate Transfiguration Sunday. In other traditions, Transfiguration Sunday comes on the second Sunday of Lent, but either way, there's a connection between the season of Lent and this mysterious story of Jesus' mountaintop experience with his inner circle of disciples. So today, we're going to contemplate this mystifying story. Now, during the season of retreat and of letting go, it's good to remember that we're looking forward to something, to something beautiful, a transformation, a reorientation of our maps, a reorganization of our belongings, and a reinvigoration of our stride as we travel this way of Jesus. Sometimes transformation may happen in quiet and in solitude. Other times it may happen with good friends. And while some transformations may take place in prayer closets, Many may find transformation on sidewalks or wooded paths or even rush hour traffic. Some folks have bright and shining moments of epiphany, but I've got a feeling that most of us have our revelations more slowly, over years or decades even. There's no formula for transformation. There's no procedure for renewal. There's no recipe except maybe love and patience. Maybe the best that we can do is put ourselves in places where we might connect with the divine and then give ourselves a little grace to exist. Maybe we might encounter the Spirit of God in the stillness of the morning or the smile of a friend. Maybe it's in the awkward hellos of a stranger, in the sharing of a meal, in tears of grief, in making a sandwich for somebody who's hungry, in painting a picture or knitting or reading a poem, or even dancing. And just maybe, that grace that we experience will boil over into a gratitude and a love that in turn transforms the world around us. So, listen to your heart. Be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. Come on in, out the cold Sit down your bags, take off your coat Cause there's room at the table for you So come on over and have a seat it's a weary road out there Rest your feet There's room At the table for you Lift a glass to Thank our host He carved these legs He 
Plain this tapi press this wine with all his heart and welcomes us just as we are. Don't need a tie, a fancy dress. Come just as you are. We're all friends, and there's room at the table for you. Don't need rich kin or big degrees. Last to first here. Least our most esteemed, there's room at the table for you. Lift the glass to thank our host. He carved these legs, he planed this tapi, pressed this wine with. All is hard and welcomes us just as we are. Pass the bread, the beans and corn. Don't be shy now. There's plenty more. There's room. Table for you. Surpass the goodness, pass the peace. Everybody's welcome to this feast, and there's room at the table for you. Lift the glass to thank our host. He carved these legs. He planed this tapi. Pressed this wine with all his heart and welcomes us just as we are. Come on in, out the cold. Sit down your beds, take off your coat. And there's room at the table for you. and John and brought them to the top of a very high mountain where they were alone. 
was transformed in front of them, and his clothes were amazingly bright, brighter than if they had been bleached white. Elijah and Moses appeared and were talking with Jesus. Peter reacted to all of this by saying to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good that we're here. Let's make three shrines, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't know how to respond, for the three of them were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice spoke from the cloud. This is my son, whom I dearly love. Listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them not to tell anyone what they had seen until after the human one had risen from the dead. Today we're talking with Erica Webb. Erica teaches English at East Jessamine High School. She, Brad, Henry, and Julia have been at Central for a few years now, and we actually come from the same neck of the woods, and even went to the same high school in Richmond. I always enjoy talking with Erica, whether it's geeking out about high school Latin, or talking about Ray Bradbury, or even learning about 90s dance music. Erica manages to find a positive perspective, even while embracing life's difficulties and heartaches. Here's Erica. One of my favorite short stories is um, by uh, Isaac Dennison, um, who's like a pen name for Karen Blixen. She wrote Out of Africa, um, but then she also wrote Babette's Feast. And I love Babette's Feast. Um, it was a, they turned it into a really phenomenal um, movie in the 80s. Um, uh, it's, uh, maybe not super accessible to everybody. You gotta really like to read because it's in French, but mostly in Danish. So there's subtitles <laughs> <laughs> and it takes place on the Jutland Peninsula. All right. So there's this line. It's about two sisters who are transformed by, um, the lady who, who works with them or works for them. They, uh, she's escaping the French revolution and she comes to stay with them. Um, and they belong to like this uh, sort of small sect of Lutheranism in the 1800s. Um, and everything is really simple where they are. And they feel like, I don't know, like by denying themselves that they are getting closer to God. But what happens in this community is it really makes everybody grumpy. And so um, Babette comes to stay with them and she works for them for years and kind of transforms their world. And then, um, but still while keeping things simple, um, um, she happens to win the lottery and she um, uses her earnings to make them this amazing feast because at one point, unbeknownst to everyone else, she was the most famous chef in uh, Paris. So she cooks them this gigantic, the, the community, this gigantic feast um, and it transforms them. It makes them happy and nice to each other, like reconnect them with themselves. Um, That's beautiful. It's oh, I love it so much. Um, and so, so there's this line at the end of that where after the feast, the sisters are standing outside and they say, um, the stars seem closer tonight. Mm. Um, and so my two probably closest girlfriends, um, that certainly the girlfriends that I have known the longest, um, we became friends in college. Um, well, we became friends because it really was because our 
our boyfriends all knew each other. Brad, who was my boyfriend at that point, who was now my husband, um, knew some people, knew their, knew their boyfriends. Um, and so we would all hang out together. They went to Xavier, so we'd all hang out in Cincinnati. And um, Brad always had friends who played in bands, and so we would go to clubs, and we would dance, and it was super fun. And so Jenny and Jill and I, I feel like in the 90s, had this friendship that initially just started off being based on the fact that we were standing outside waiting to get into some place to dance, looking at maybe where the stars would be, but it was in downtown Cincinnati. It was a lot of like standing outside in the cold, right. you know? So <laughs> I don't know the connection necessarily to Bobette's piece initially. I didn't think of it at that point. So every time I reread that story, which I get to once a year, um, every time I reread it, I always think about the stars being closer now um, and think about how it makes me think of Jenny and Jill. Um, we're all moms now we've all you know that was over 20 years ago we married those boyfriends and they're our husbands and now and the fathers of our children now um we wear you know cardigan sweaters instead of standing outside and being cold like we have enough sense to come in out of the cold i feel yeah. like you know whereas then we didn't you know? yeah. <laughs> um, so over the years what do we do when we still get together we still dance all the time. We dance. I bought Jenny a sign that said, this kitchen's made for dancing. So whenever we get together now, we put on the music, still the same music, 90s club music. If anybody ever went, has been to, if you've ever been to step aerobics around the same time in the 1990s, it was the music played at step aerobics, um, <laughs> which it is still my like walking workout music of choice. We still have a good time. We get together. We 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 get together. Uh, we try to do at least three times a year. We've been able to manage a little bit more than that to the extent that like our kids know each other really well. We do vacations together. We're going to Nags Head um, in June. Um, when I'm with them, I feel like it's we're exactly the same. Like no time has passed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. So a couple of years ago, Jenny turned 40. So Jenny decided like for her 40th birthday bash, what she wanted to do was do girls night out on the town. Literally, she said, what I want to do for my 40th birthday is I want to like spiralize some zucchini noodles um, and 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 do that at home. And then, and then I want to go dancing. And we were all like, yes, please. <laughs> so, so just as we were like, we're like standing in Jenny's bathroom at her house and, you know, we've left all the husbands and the kids to the sitters and at home and it's just us. Um, and, uh, and we're getting dressed and, we're all like, is this too revealing? We're like, yes, put a, put a cover, put a sweat, button that button. You know, so it was like the total opposite of, of the, of the nineties version of us, but still the same. We still had our club music on in the bathroom while we're getting ready. So we get in the car and we go out and we are dropped off out of, the, we emerge from this limousine. Um, I feel like in my mind, it's like we were like, it was like a Beyonce video with like the wind is blowing us and our hair and we look fabulous. I, mean, I think probably to other people, it was just like, oh, look at those middle-aged moms. Why are they in that big fancy car? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but we get out and I'm thinking, I'm like, wow, like we're going to, we're at this restaurant in Cincinnati that is very hip. And I thought, I said to Jenny, I was like, you know, wow. I was like, you know, how did you get a reservation? Because they were like, there were like 14 of us. How did you get a reservation for 14? And she was like, I don't know. But it was, they were wide open. And then like, we start looking around and it's like daylight and it's like 
we were realizing that we're there. It's like six o'clock at night, you know, and I'm like, oh, is it six o'clock at night? They had availability because no one goes out to dinner at six o'clock to a fancy restaurant. That's like a hip place. All the hipsters are, I don't know what they're doing there at Soul Cycle, um, right. but, but we aren't. We're ready to go. Yeah. So, so we go and we, ha- we eat and we have such a good time. And, uh, and then we, uh, it gets a little chilly outside. So we, we put our cardigans on and, uh, <laughs> we go to the club, right? Now, this is a place that over the years, the name is, is always different every time, you know, and, and it's, but it's a place that was not there when we were young. Um, so we're walking around and looking and kind of admiring and stuff. And we, we go and again, once again, we're thinking we're going to, we better go and allow enough time because we're going to have to stand in line outside the club, you know, cause that's what used to do. So we get there and there's like no line. And uh, there's like nobody in there, but the music's going yeah. and it's perfect music. It's the music. So we get out on the dance floor um, and we're dancing and having a super good time. And the DJ like hollers out. He's like, Hey, mom's in the house. And we like, are like, Oh wow. Where? And we're looking at each other. And because we're like the only people in the dance club, we're like, Oh, he's talking about us. Right. <laughs> and, and my Jill's like, how does he know we're moms? <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Just let's just go with it. So we're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we like shout back to him because we're moms in the dance club, and we're like, yeah, we're moms in the dance club. We are sensibly yet sparkly dressed moms in the dance club. We are not cold. My feet do not hurt because I'm wearing wedges as opposed to some other ridiculous. Stupid shoe I would have worn in the '90s with my toes hurting and whatever. I'm I can balance. I feel like my dance moves are significantly better after 20 years of continue. You know, the aerobics classes have gotten better. You know, you move some Zumba into that. Suddenly, right. I can bring some Latin <laughs> exercise dance moves into. It's not. I'm just not confined to like a grapevine. Like there's more that I can do now thanks to better group exercise classes at the gym. So not before too long, I guess we start, we start to kind of wear out and I'm like looking at my watch. I'm like, oh, it's like, it's like 1130. And then all of a sudden we start again, we start to notice people start to come in and then more and more and more. And there's less room on the dance floor because just like with dinner, you know, um, the cool kids come out late right? and the moms come early. So, <laughs> but it was perfect because like by the time that we were, um, by the time we were like done, we were tired and sweaty and, and it was past our bedtime. <laughs> so right. we were like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Let's, let's be done. Okay. So, um, you know, so we said goodbye to the hipsters and, you know, waved to the DJ. Bye mom. You know, he's like, right. so long moms. Hope you had fun. You know, we're like, we did. Thanks. You, you know, don't stay up too late. Right. <laughs> so. Put on their jacket. Yeah, exactly. Everybody got your cardigan? Okay, good. All right, let's go. Um, and so we, uh, we climb back in to the, uh, we climb back into the car and, uh, and we head back home and we all go upstairs and wash our faces and put on our like fluffy PJ pants and our fluffy, um, you know, our, our little warm pullovers and we get blankets and, and we go and, and we sit on Jenny's patio and we looked up at the stars. Um, and we were cozy and, uh, 
And at that moment, I, I thought of that line from Babette's Feast, where it's like, the stars seem closer mm. tonight, and, and we felt close to each other, and, and I don't know, it mm. was neat. <laughs> We'll come back to Erica's story in just a bit, but first, here's some music from our own Sanctuary Choir at Central. Now I'm dipping back into the archives a bit for one of my favorite Lenten songs that the choir has sung, and then we'll finish up later with a song from last week. Here's our Sanctuary Choir, under the direction of Raleigh Kincaid. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the news cycle and forget there's also good news happening all around us. Here's a place that's bringing good news to our community. The Baptist Seminary of Kentucky devotes its energy to the formation of ministers who serve in churches, as chaplains, and as leaders of nonprofits. By cultivating the virtues, skills, habits, and pastoral imagination necessary for Christian leadership, BSK develops men and women who are spiritually healthy, theologically reflective, and practically trained for life and ministry in faithful witness to Jesus Christ in the church and in the world. BSK is affordable and has classes in both Georgetown and Louisville. If you are considering a call to ministry, consider taking a class or two and explore our campus. Find out more at bsk.edu. Now let's get back to our story with Erica. <laughs> That's awesome. It did not bother me 
that I was like, you know, yeah, we're out too early for the cool kids. Well, I'm like, yes, we are. And that means we get the best table at the restaurant and we don't have to wait. Yay. You know, we get to the club and it's not, there's nobody there because it's early and it's not cool to be at the club early. But you know what? We had so much space and we were having such a good time and we could request songs and it was awesome. Um, And then the guy's like, Hey, it's the moms. Look at the moms in the house. And and we were like, once we realized it was us, I was like, yeah, it's moms in the house. (laughs) I don't mind that I am not the 20-year-old who, I don't mind that. She was stressed out and she was cold and gosh, she was hungry. And her feet were, she's wearing uncomfortable shoes, 20-year-old Erica. But like, 42-year-old Erica has comfortable shoes, and I am not hungry. <laughs> and I, am, I know enough to put, the, to put the sweater on and wrap up in the blanket and sit with my girlfriends and look at the stars, you know? <laughs> the, as we have experienced tragedies, the three of us, you know, my friend Jenny lost her husband. Angela, she was a widow at 38. Um, you know, and then just as our parents have aged and have started dying and, and things like that, like, it's not just, I mean, it's not just, we're not just only dancing to club music in the kitchen, you know, that there, right. it's not just that. Um, but the fact that it can be that in addition to when, you know, cry, crying together and, um, help you I think we like we we discovered what who we were as women kind of we were on that journey and we are still on this journey together um and just the power of those friendships um and I I hope I hope it stays the same like I look around I look around like I see my mom and her girlfriends and I look even just like around the church and I see all these like really amazing um women who are who are older than me who are you know seem to have like really tremendous friendships with one another um and uh and i love that you know and i'm like like, you know these you know this sisterhood you know of all of us all of us gals you know um just becoming Father, transfigured moments change us, sustain us, prepare us, encourage us, and guide us into the future, regardless of the circumstances we face. They show us who we are. We are the transfigured people of God. Help us to open our eyes and see a transfigured world, to open our ears and hear the transfiguring voice to open our hearts and become a transfigured life. It is in your name we pray. Amen.
What's your favorite thing about singing in choir? Oh, gosh. Do I have to choose one? No, well, no, no, no. Um, I love it when I'm reading a Bible verse at another time and it reminds me of a song that we've sung. And so Raleigh has a really good knack for choosing very scriptural based music that then is set to these incredibly beautiful tunes. Um, so I think just the spirituality of the music that we sing is one of my favorite things. Um, I also just love the camaraderie. I love being with all of those people and I love how much we enjoy each other. Thanks so much to everyone who helped out today. Thanks to Erica for her story. Thanks to the Sanctuary Choir for singing for us. Thanks to Rebecca Wallace for sharing her experiences in the choir. Thanks to Jake Austin for reading scripture and to Claudia Hall for offering our prayer today. Wayfarer is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. A loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome. No exceptions. Find out more about Central at lexcentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in, and thanks to you for listening.